0: Welcome back to the podcast, guys. And to those of you who are new, welcome to the podcast. With all the stress with everything going on in 2020, I bet we're all a little bit more tense than usual. I know I am. So I was really excited, and I know Chris was too. We got to sit down today with Matt Jackson for episode 438 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. He's the owner of Elevation Chiropractic Clinic here in the Salt Lake area. We got to discuss the benefits of boosting and maintaining your immune system through chiropractic care how uh, to work with all those aches and pains that we all get now that we're getting old. And uh, somehow I managed to bring up eating a placenta. It got a little weird, but that's what happens when you invite me to be on a show. So it was such a fun conversation. Matt was such a fun guy.
1: Before we get into that, though, Chrissy, let's introduce ourselves. My name's Chris Hollifield, And my name's Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, maybe this is your first time checking out this podcast and now you're asking yourself, what is this show all about? What am I about to listen to? What did my friend Ted tell me to listen to? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City. We talk to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries. I think you guys get the idea. Anyone that might have a cool story to share, we're talking to them here on this podcast.
0: And once you find a show you like, you can go give Ted a high five and say, thanks for introducing me. Thanks, Ted. Hey, happy Father's Day, Chris.
1: I should be thanking you for making me a father. You
0: really should. It was hard. (laughs) I was there. I watched it. Oh, yeah. It was tough for you. Actually, it is tough for dudes. I'm on it. You guys, it's hard. It's way hard. (laughs) congratulations and hey if you want to support this podcast a really really easy way for you to do that is to head over to supportsaltlake.com and support one of our amazing business supporters we have some great sponsors and supporters and we always have them on our website for you to find anything you need from electricity to a house to hair we got you covered they're awesome go check it out
1: all right. Here's that conversation that we had with Matt Jackson. Such a great guy. Such a great conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. I like to find out where home is, man. Where were you born? Where do you come from? Where are your roots at?
2: That's a very good question because I've been in some ways pretty nomadic in my life. I was born here in Salt Lake City and grew up in Bountiful till I was nine. After my parents got divorced, we moved to Eugene, Oregon and I got to call Oregon home for 10 years until I went on a mission and I've served an LDS mission in Orlando, Florida. And so that was a culture shock going from the Pacific Northwest to the heart of Orlando and there. But then after that, I seriously, I bounced around for the next 12 years. I called home Orem, Utah, Dallas, Texas, Jackson, Mississippi, Dublin, California, and now Utah. And so where is home? Home is Utah. I mean, my my wife and I, we, we plan to stay here forever. Uh, but I do have a small piece of my heart that's in Oregon and always will be.
0: I like that. It's kind of like the fact that every place you've been is home speaks a lot towards your character. You know, oh, it really yeah. does. It's cool.
1: When Oregon is a beautiful state. I have to admit that. I love Utah as well, but Oregon is kind of one of those other places that I would
0: move to in a
2: heartbeat. I have if a dream had, to go
0: there one if day. If I had an
2: opportunity. You've never yep. been to Oregon, have never you?
0: Never been, no. no. Wow. I'd love to.
2: Well, when 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 you do go, we will uh, set up that ideal trip. I'll make sure to tell you all the places to go. Sweet. And here's the thing. If, if you like the outdoors, nature, microbrew, Oregon is like the haven for it all. It is It is beautiful.
1: You like Eugene area? Is there like an area of Oregon you like over the other areas or the whole state is cool to you?
2: I like the coast. The Oregon coast is gorgeous. And and you know if you're from Oregon because you call it the coast, not the beach. (laughs) If you call it the beach, you're a California transplant. And if you're an Oregonian, that's the coast because it's cold and rocky and windy and the water's freezing. It's
0: more like Easterners been
2: very much so yeah
0: yeah yeah. that makes sense
1: and, and where's your is your wife from utah Or where's your wife from
2: my wife is born and raised here in taylorsville she spent three years in rexburg idaho otherwise utah her whole life
0: hey she's like, like a girl into my own heart i only spent a year in rexburg but i feel i feel for her
2: and three years might it might have been only been two because she was ready to come back to utah so <laughs>
0: oh yeah no,
1: Utah is cool, man. Utah, and especially Salt Lake City, we're getting to be a really cool, I think we have a lot going on here in Salt Lake City.
2: I love it so much. I remember when I when I graduated from UVU, I was moving to Texas. I was previously married. My ex-wife was from Dallas, so we were kind of moving back there for what we thought life was going to be. And I remember moving away going, okay, that's the end of my Utah chapter. You know, I've had my four years for college. That was neat. Time to move on and probably never come back. And it was funny how in less than five years, my heart was yearning to come back to Utah. And now that I'm here, don't think I'll ever it leave. It feels
0: perfect that I think like we've, we've talked about this before, how we all kind of go through that this yeah. weird thing where we're like, we're going to get out of Utah. We're going to escape. And then once you're out, all you can think about is coming
2: back.
1: <laughs> so what what, <laughs> yeah. what was it that pulled you back to Utah then that made you like Utah when you came back?
2: So I graduated from chiropractic school, living in Dallas, Texas, recently divorced. And I thought, well, gosh, I have no family in Texas. It's really humid. I should probably get out of here. And a friend offered to let me buy her practice in Dublin, California, which is in kind of the East Bay outside of Oakland. And I thought, great, California, that's a new start. I'm not really meant for California. (laughs) After about eight months there, I kind of realized, you know, this is not going to be a long-term place for my happiness. I just don't know. And my family the whole time had said, go back to Utah, you know? And plus, let, let's let's be honest. I wanted to find me a little LDS girl to marry. And my odds were better here in Salt Lake City. Of course. So, yeah. There's a couple of them. I, there's a few. And so my family had been pushing, go back. I had a friend that was a chiropractor. He said, whenever you want, you can have space to work in my office. So... It just felt insanely right. And it was one of those few moments of my life where it was like, this is supposed to be what I do.
1: And so then you met your wife. And and how long have you been back here in the Salt Lake area then from California then?
2: Oh, man. So my wife and I met on Mutual, a dating app. And we went out two weeks after we first matched. And our first date was on Valentine's Day. And my wife is very pragmatic. We're not romantic. This is not going to be some romance movie we're going to do a very sterile <laughs> good like, for real- her yes it yeah. was very important to her. and and the 14th was just as soon as her and I could both do it. it I mean it just worked out and so I planned the date and we went shooting and got dessert because I think that was the most like non-romantic thing I could think of
0: <laughs> that's amazing
2: that, that was back in January February of 2017 so it's been three years now
1: now, didn't you say your wife works there at the chiropractic uh, clinic with you, or or was I mistaken? Did I when I heard that?
2: No, you're close. So she actually works a block down the street okay. in her family's audiology office.
1: Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought I thought your your wife was in your office. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about your chiropractic office here. So, how well, how long have you been a chiropractor for?
2: So I graduated in December of twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. So I've been practicing either in California or here for four years now. Do you love it? I do. And I didn't always, I did not dream of being a chiropractor. It was not my calling in life. I hadn't been a patient that had a miracle experience. I didn't even, I I didn't even shadow a chiropractor. In fact, when I first went to the chiropractic schools, kind of open house event, I drove away going, not a chance. Nope. I'm going to go somewhere else in life.
1: So (laughs) So what changed your mind, man?
2: So I got a degree in exercise physiology, which is a really fun degree, anatomy, biomechanic focused, but it has to have a secondary certificate attached to it. So I was looking at physical therapy, uh, prosthetics, orthotics, kind of that field. And I got into PT school in New England, not in Texas, like I thought I would. And so I didn't really want to move to New England. So long story short, a lot of soul searching. I'd gone to this chiropractic open house in Dallas. It's kind of cheesy, I know, but prayer. I felt very strongly that this chiropractic route was supposed to be my my route. And it was a little unsettling because that's a lot of faith to put in, you know, a big program commitment debt load.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, for sure.
2: And there's been some learning curves. I mean, I'm not going to lie. like There were some bumps and bruises along the way during school and since I've graduated that I probably could have avoided if I had planned, you know, before versus just jumping right into the program. But that, that's okay. What was like
1: something about chiropractic school that you didn't expect? I don't know if that makes sense. What
0: what was one of those things that, that came, came up and you were just like, wow,
1: I wouldn't have expected I had to do this.
2: I was very like Western medicine raised, you know? And so chiropractic falls into the holistic side of of health. And and so kind of the opening up of my eyes to the holistic health world was a big pill to swallow. And learning, I think the biggest thing was learning how many chiropractic techniques and approaches there were out there. The, that was kind of where I got overwhelming. I, I looked at all the techniques. I was like, well, which one am I supposed to do? Which, which field should I go into? And that was kind of overwhelming having to sift through all the various ways of practicing.
0: That is interesting because you just think... Everyone has the same bones. You just crack them, right? I mean, that that's so yeah. overly simplified.
2: <laughs> that's the whole three and a half years of schooling. Bone, oh.
0: hey, I'm a chiropractor. <laughs> I wrote the I curriculum. I you a lot
2: of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no, you're right. There are there are probably hundreds of different techniques and and methodologies behind how you assess. It just depends on kind of your passion. And what you resonate with.
0: So, how did you pick one? Like, what what did something call to you? Even though I know it wasn't yes. like calling in general, but he, there, pu- he prayed initially. No, I mean, <laughs> like, what what what? what? Oh, oh, oh oh, I don't I don't, I don't mean okay. that bad. I don't I mean that in a bad saying. way. No no no, no 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 no. I no. mean, I say little you are, prayers. You know? Oh for sure, you gotta pray. Sure. You know,
2: yeah, you are totally right. Um. After about a year of going through school, I started going, okay, I'm going to have to start getting focused about where I want to go afterwards. And one of my things with chiropractic that I didn't understand was how do I know when a person's getting better outside of I feel better? I kind of wanted an approach, and adjustment style that had some objective measures, objective testing analysis. That was where my brain Which lived.
0: Which I love because like uh, pain is completely subjective and there's no way of actually measuring it. Like there's zero scientific
2: I talk with method. patients all the time when they're coming in and you know, I'm kind of asking them, what are they looking to do? And if they say, well, I want to get out of pain, I'll say, you know what? Let's save some time and go to the state liquor store. I'm going to get you feeling real good, real quick, real cheap. And then they kind of chuckle. I'm like, okay, no, but really pain, obviously you want to be out of. But what does that pain stop you from doing? Let's talk about those deeper issues. So- there was a conference that came to Dallas that focused on analysis of the upper cervical spine. So it's the top of your neck, the top two bones of your neck. Those are shaped differently than the rest of your vertebrae. And just the things they said in that conference, I remember sitting in that room going, Oh my gosh, it's checking off all of the boxes that I, I hadn't. And I had made up on, on my little list and I didn't think this existed. This is incredible. Oh my gosh, I found it. And so that was where I threw my full, heart into.
1: That's so cool. What's your youngest patient? Like, are you like doing chiropractic stuff on little babies and stuff, man? Newborns. Newborns.
2: Yeah.
0: I've, and obviously, well, I just
1: pop right out boom. I've heard the- that that's
0: actually <laughs> like, I've heard from, I don't even know who, I think it was in the hospital when I had a baby, but that a lot of newborns, it's really healthy to get them adjusted.
2: It Okay. Birth is traumatic. If you ever watched a birth and I, there's, there's, a of, <laughs> there's a lot of you know thoughts around birth. Does it have to be? But in, in reality, getting the baby out of mom can be a very intense process. Oh yeah, and it's a delicate little neck, and so to put people's at to put people's fears at rest, chiropractic for infants is not what you see on Buzzfeed. You know, it's not the cr- 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 rapid, aggressive. It's a very you don't pick them up light, and shake them. No, <laughs> oh, okay. no, 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 no. It, it's a light finger contact. It's just knowing where to adjust and mm-hmm. how, versus how much force. So, but no, I have I have currently three pregnant mamas. One just had her baby, so two that are having babies this month, and it's awesome. That's
0: so cool. See, I wish we would have done that with Lucy. Kind of like I really was curious about it because I I've gone to chiropractor since I was like fourteen, and I can't oh, Im- awesome. I cannot imagine what a mess I would be if you but know if it- I didn't have chiropractory chiropractory.
1: In my life? Is that is that something that you would like the nurses like the doctor would tell you to say hey, take your baby to a chiropractor or like should you just take your baby? Like everybody could benefit
0: from it? Like, I think just like take all the baby. It's like eating the placenta. <laughs> like you can if you want to,
2: but you
0: know, no one's gonna make you, but it's an option. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, There's a lot of studies that like kind of some chiropractors and the and the medical doctors that are open to it have done together that have shown the consistent trauma that can happen to an infant. Well, I mean, okay. Take, take, take this for example, when you hand your newborn to someone, what's the first thing you always tell that person? Make sure you hold their neck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hold their head.
2: I never said that to anybody. No, I'm just
0: kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what happened.
2: (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Continue. That is typically what people kind of freak out about. It's you got to hold the neck. But two days earlier, how much force was that little neck having done to it to get it out of mom? Whether it's vaginal or a C section,
0: yeah, it's all that kind of traumatizing. Yeah,
2: of trauma. so it would be cool if doctors would, but I think there's there's a lot of weird blood with the two professions, and so
0: you see that in movies a lot, where like one of the brothers is a chiropractor.
2: And there is like. <laughs> I I love my profession so much and what oh, I, I get too. to do. Yeah. But I totally understand how there is that, oh, you're a chiropractor. Okay. And it's, they have that look on their face, kind of, I'm yeah. not sure how to talk to you
0: <laughs> And it really only boils down to the fact that they had to go to school for a long time and spend a lot of money and you didn't. Don't you <laughs> yes. think? Like, <laughs> yes. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop. The Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop's mission is to make Utah cool one dreadlock at a time while offering a clean, affordable, and professional experience filled with love and understanding, which I can personally vouch for because earlier this year, I went to Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop and got my dreadlocks. And I'm like super stoked because I have another follow-up appointment in a few days. And I'm actually just really excited to go back there and get to see everybody and talk to them because even though I've only been there twice, I feel like it's my family. I feel like I get to go home and visit family for a few hours. So it's like really fun while you're sitting in the chair. And clean dreads are the only way they go. Clean dreads are a crochet method with, that's natural with no wax or no gross internet neglect dreadlocks. These guys are experts. So what you need to do is you need to get in touch with them and get a free consultation. You can text them a picture of your hair at 801-824-8298 include what you're looking for and include your name and wait for a response. They'll text you back as soon as I, as soon as they can and they will answer any questions you might have. Once again, 801-824-8298 and thank you Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop for sponsoring this episode of the podcast.
1: Let's let's actually talk about so I'm I'm curious here, man. Now with everything going on with like the whole COVID coronavirus oh, yeah. thing, right? Like I'm curious being the profession that you are Very close profession. You get very close to your patients. I mean, has that been an obstacle? Because you had to close down for a little while, right? You had to shut down or no? You never
2: shut down. Luckily, I was able to stay open. Chiropractic in Utah was, you know, an essential. essential. yeah. But it's weird that massage had to close, but I was allowed to stay open. That's a little little odd, but I didn't argue it. So while I was allowed to stay open, I definitely lost probably 40% of my patient base and um, just kind of due to either, hey, our money's gone now because we're unemployed or I'm keeping my distance, which, hey, that's understandable. You got to you. Gotta, you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I had to do, it wasn't honestly a whole lot. I mean, I think it's like what most businesses have had to do more cleaning, more sanitizing, more disinfecting, because we were already doing it. I mean, we have to wipe down our tables, our gear, our hands. I mean, my hands crack in the winter because you're washing them, you know, 20, 30 times a day in between patients. So it was honestly more of that. Um, and I was just very careful. Oh, I guess the biggest thing is I had to stagger all my patients. I used to cluster books. So I could have, you know, three people in the office kind of going at the same time, different rooms. But now with this, I said, okay, we're going to be very careful. Each family will have their designated time.
0: That's we're really gonna smart.
2: Be well, and because th- those were the small things that I could do that I think really put people at ease. My patient base was one that, for the most part, the ones that were still going, they were not as worried, but it still needed to be done. And so I get that they weren't necessarily super or super anxious about it, but it still needed to be carried through. Yeah. And there's times they would, oh, I don't care, bring this person. I'm like, no, nah, I still need to have that, you know. T- the, the various boundaries. It's for you. It's mass. for you to
0: say, this is what we do to protect everyone. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, I was just going to
1: say, that's going to make people comfortable to come to you, though, too, right? Because like, I know how it is even for me. Like, when a place is a little cleaner, it's like you want to go there versus well, a place that's not, in know, There's a or, lot of people right yeah. now who
0: don't really respect the people who are still trying to be careful and cautious. And it's nice to see people who are making an effort to... Be aware of everybody's, you know, like everybody's opinion or position or comfort level.
2: That's a big point. I mean, it was heavy on my soul in March. I was really, you know, I I had long talks with my wife, you know, those late at night in bed talks you guys have with spouses. Like, And I, I was very, should I close? Am I being a bad human if I don't close my office? Am I not doing my civic part to close and to push people away, you know? because I wrestled with that. And ultimately I kind of fell back on the wall. I provide a service that helps people. Um, my state board said, Hey, stay open because people are going to have pain. They're going to have issues that they'll typically go to a medical office for, but now they'll be able to go to you instead. So you'll be taking weight off of the doctor's offices. They can do their thing.
0: Well, and especially right now, I mean, we're all more tense than ever, right? (laughs) Like
2: we need you more than ever. I've had so many people coming in because they've built these at-home work offices. No one wants to actually spend money because they think it's going to be for a few months. And so they're they're sitting on a folding chair with books for a desk and sideways half the time. Oh, that's funny. So that's me.
1: <laughs> so those people yeah. are coming to you for adjustments now?
2: Yeah. They're coming and going, I got this at-home workstation I don't like. And now I can't move. I have 20 pinched nerves in my neck. <laughs> yes.
1: Fun. how often should somebody come to a chiropractor man like is this something that like everybody should be coming to a chiropractor i mean i haven't been to a chiropractor for since i was like a teenager there was a guy in california <laughs> that i used to go to that did like under 18 for free
0: and i think i would die without yeah. him like i i cannot imagine living without chiropractors in my life
2: you know that is a great question and it really does depend on the individual i think i think everyone should see a chiropractor I think it should get to the point where it's kind of like dentistry, though, where you don't necessarily need to go every week, but it's a part of your active regimen. The issue with chiropractic, and I'll lump in physical therapy and massage, we are treated as after the incident occurs, after the injury, health care. And I think if more people were willing to kind of spend a little money up front for proactive, it would benefit them so much more. But people wait until they've had the injury for months and years before they come in. So should you come in? Yeah, you should, but it might not only be once a quarter, you know, once a month. And I have, that is my typical patient plan is I, I, I help my patients step down from seeing them, you know, maybe twice a week to once every two or three months.
0: Is it hard to convince your patients to be more preventative?
2: Yeah, because we want to do what's convenient.
0: Yeah. And
2: (laughs) And, I just know because you know, I'm
0: very, I'm very bad at being preventative, and I've heard this talk a lot.
2: <laughs> hey, I do it too, so it's all, it's all good. Okay, um, good, good. But we will typically not care about it until it takes away from our quality of life. Yeah, and that's human nature. It is. It takes a bad incident. I am hoping this COVID scare does wake us up a little bit. I mean, everything from emergency preparedness to physical health and being proactive. I hope that is one thing we take away from this is maybe I should be a little more prepared. Maybe I should be boosting my immune system and doing things to stave off illness and viral infections.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting because Chris and I have actually come to that realization Uh. having all these conversations that that's like the one thing we're really learning from this.
1: Well, I was going to say you can boost your immune system by going to a chiropractor. So, it's like if you want to be able to fight off viruses, infections, sicknesses,
0: you
2: take know, care of yourself. Take
1: care of yourself. And when you have a good posture, when you have a good alignment in your back or wherever, you know.
2: It's such a cool profession because it is so much more than just musculoskeletal joint pain. That's kind of what it gets lumped into and what is thought of. And that's okay. But the conversations I get to have with people on a daily basis is it's a neuro musculoskeletal we affect the nervous system the adjustments we that we provide to the body it's a nervous system input and it creates a you know a feedback response so yeah people often come in complaining of this but we'll go through and help other things because we're affecting the the actual nerve system so you're, you're exactly right you can boost the immune system by getting adjusted hey what's up this is chris
1: oh hey How you doing? Hey, good. How you doing? I wanted to tell you about our voicemail line that we just created here for I Am Salt Lake podcast.
0: What? What a new voicemail line you're <laughs> kidding me
1: tell me more hey you know those telephones that people use and they call up numbers and i miss those people pick up on the other side well nobody picks up on the other side you leave a voicemail you can say whatever you want
0: which is but, great for those of us who have a fear of talking to people
1: yeah, you don't got to talk to anybody but i have a question for you this week well this month the rest of june i want to know with practically every event and festival canceled this summer what are some other fun things activities outings that to, that us folks here in Utah can do, Let us Utahns can do, I want you to call into our voicemail line, 801-613-1592.
0: Call us up. And what you don't know is that this is actually a secret ploy for you to give us ideas to take our family to do. Is it? <laughs> Maybe.
1: Maybe it's ideas for other people to take their families
0: well, to do. Well, it's a benefit that they can also know. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. That,
1: that voicemail is 801- uh, six, one, three, one, five, nine, two. Give it a call. Let us know what you think. I want to know what you think of the podcast too. Anyway, let's get back to the podcast though. Right, Chrissy?
0: Absolutely.
1: This is a good one with Matt Jackson.
0: Oh, I had so much fun.
1: <laughs> Thanks guys. What's been like the best part about doing what you do? Like, is there like one or two things that's just like the ultimate all time best thing about being a chiropractor?
2: Okay. About being a chiropractor. I'll, Not just a business owner. Um,
1: Or a business owner, however, you know, however you want to interpret it.
2: So there's a case I always think of. This little girl, I always think of her. She was four years old at the time. She had infantile uh, seizures. So, you know, hundreds, thousands of seizures a week. And they had done imaging on her brain. And you could just see holes of dead matter from the seizures that it had on her. And she was an angry, uptight poor language skills, poor sign skills, child. And her parent came to me on a whim and was said, Hey, I heard upper cervical chiropractic can help with this. Let's see. And in the few months that we worked together, her temperament completely melted away and she became this happy, bubbly child, her signs. She went from learning one sign a month to one sign a week, her vocab with her actual speech started to improve. It was just really awesome. It was a great experience. And she was just one of my favorite little girls. I think of when I think of patients that had great results. And that was one of the things that I love is I love helping people live life. I think think that's what it boils down to is I love being able to help people get back to doing what they're supposed to going on dates, going on trips, being in the park, flying on airplanes. There are a lot of stuff that we take for granted when our bodies are healthy that others don't have that luxury of.
1: I, I was wondering, like, if you had any like miracles happen to you, right? Like, you crack somebody's back, and all of a sudden they were able to start walking, right? You know, like I mean, that I mean, sounds pretty. You, you see, pretty the, you epic. see, I mean, it sounded like that girl. I mean, you did some pretty, pretty
2: miraculous well, stuff to her. Can you man. imagine
0: being the mom of her? I mean, how grateful is that mom that she found you?
2: you they know? were elated, yeah. and I got to take care of a lot of their family, and it was a neat neat experience and i i still keep in touch they live a ways away and so it's hard for them to come in so that's more infrequent now but that was really cool
1: i was i was gonna say i was wondering uh our youngest lucy she's almost three years old and she will not sleep through the night she has eczema she has all this stuff and so it's like obviously something's going on maybe even digestion or something I, maybe a chiropractor might help her i don't know maybe her alignment i don't know could, could that help out someone like sleep Couldn't through the hurt, night
2: right I would say most definitely sleep and eczema signs of inflammation, signs of neurological unrest taking place. Oh yeah. Let's get One of the things so I ask sad. all my patients, no matter what they come in complaining with, it's always how many headaches and migraines do you have a week? Do you sleep well? Meaning can you fall asleep and stay asleep? And I could show you the stack of exams where everyone has migraines and headaches that they've just lived with. Everyone sleeps poorly. And we've just kind of mm-hmm. learned to, I was like, well, I have
0: one right now. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, is
1: it, you become an adult and it's what you live with. Man. And, and we
0: tell each other that, well, yeah. welcome to adulthood. You're going to hurt for the rest of your life. Like we're, you know, we're not helping ourselves
2: a great <laughs> deal. And a part of that is, okay, I also get that. That is life. You know, you can't necessarily always be running to this place or that place to get right. things fixed.
0: You might as well try to not feel horrible.
2: And that's my message is, hey, I exist. Here are the things I can help with. If how I do it and our message you know, resonates with you, we should have a talk. And if it doesn't, no harm, no foul, at least you now know the options are out there. But that's really it. A lot of people don't really, as much as chiropractic is so prevalent in Utah, still, so many people have no idea. Yeah. It is crazy to me how, how many people have never been to a chiropractor, never been exposed to it. Yeah, so.
0: I think it's going to become a more mainstream thing as time goes on, for sure, because we're starting to pay attention to our, our bodies more as society.
1: As we're sitting in front
2: of computers At, all well, the Well, you
0: know, we're, we're, oh, being yeah. forced, we're being forced to pay attention because we're all in severe pain from our phones and laptops now,
2: you know? Well, tech's neck is a real thing. I mean, you're seeing people. Oh, yeah. I, I joke with my wife about this all the time. You know, women have this hump that get on the back of their neck called Dowager's Hump. Oh, that's my and worst fear. ooh. Yeah. And it is. And posture is the most boring topic. Who the heck wants to talk about posture? I know. But it is your lifeblood.
0: It yeah. is. And it's it is. freaking hard to figure out. I will tell you that.
2: <laughs> any any and,
1: recommendations to have a good posture or, or tips? or You right? know,
2: I tell people, so we are flexor dominant, which means our biceps and our pecs are constantly contracted. We're rolled forward, right? Yeah. So if you're sitting listening to this, just give yourself permission to roll your shoulders back. You roll them back. You stick your chest out. You bring your chin back. It should instantly hurt if you're doing it right. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that means you are moving those segments. I know. I, how, as you guys how long can do you need me. to hold it? So I tell people we need to be realistic about what's what's possible. Right. Every red light. If you're in the car, do it at a red light. Do it I for like that, that 30, 40 seconds you're there. And just bring your chin back. Give yourself a nice double chin. And just Ooh. hold that and you're gonna feel your pecs stretch, you're gonna feel your back kind of sway, you're not gonna love it, you might even sweat. That's okay. It's I like getting your that. body moving.
0: And it doubles as a workout if you're at a desk because <laughs> if it makes you sweat, it's exercise. I don't care what you say. Okay, I have the randomest question because it's so okay, much shoot. fun to talk to you about this stuff. I so I have I've been told I have a long neck and <laughs> like a long flexible neck from chiropractors. <sighs> and and that's why i have like weird neck stuff but um one of my biggest problems is like sleeping at night is so hard because every pillow is painful do you mm. have a lot of people who come in and and like talk about that ever like pillows are just the worst they're the worst thing ever invented
2: yes sleep sleeping position are you a side sleeper or a back sleeper all
0: of the above all of them i'm i'm to a tosser night. and turner cuz everything hurts all the time oh Chrissy, that's odd. <laughs> and she and um, she goes and
1: sees chiropractors. She goes and gets yeah. massages. I mean, she's going to get help yeah, for I'm, this
2: stuff. But it's she's just a, she's a wreck.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just a thing. I'm a hummus. mess.
2: So and listen, my my pillow is the same. Um, we let our. Pillows I feel and like you're telling in. a secret behind your pillows back. The way <laughs> you said that. <laughs> no, like, everyone has a. Everyone should probably have a better pillow and mattress. But those are some of the things that we use daily for hours right there won't go like years without replacing and it's like why do we do that we spend you know maybe a quarter of our life sleeping and we right. use it with like crappy equipment when we, we look our kids and so it's one of those things where, I'm like you know budget get a new mattress get nice pillows play with them i have laid down on many stores on the floor with the pillow and kind of rolled around and felt the positions.
0: Um. <laughs> See, that's good advice. I like that. I've never done that before. <laughs> I'll
2: take, I'll so take no. you pillow shopping. Oh my gosh,
0: Bed Bath & Beyond, here we come.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect date right there. It totally is.
0: <laughs> okay, I went off topic enough. no you, let you guys talk now. No, you're fine.
2: <laughs> it is It is funny, though, that you talk about having a long, flexible neck, because people will ask me, so who are the hard kind of patients to adjust and, I, and I, I'm, a, I'm a big dude. And so they'll be like, oh, it's probably, you know, guys like, you know, these big burly men. No, we're super easy to adjust. It's these little flexible Lululemon wearing women that can turn their head around 360 degrees and rotate their hips all <laughs> over the place. Those are the hardest yeah. patients because they're so hypermobile already that maxing out a joint is impossible.
0: Exactly, I've I've had my share of like really frustrated chiropractors who are just like, you know, and I'm like, they're going to rip my head off. <laughs> they're like, they're so, progressively getting more and more like, why won't this pop?
2: <laughs> it's, I, it's had, um, I had a guy coming in a couple of weeks ago, and he was joking on his Instagram about how I have these big Paul Bunyan hands, and how mm-hmm. I will, I'm just going to throw you around. And in, in all in all honesty, good chiropractic is not about force. It's about patient positioning. That's like 90% of it is patient positioning. And then the chiropractor comes in and just applies enough of an impulse. So that's interesting. That really is how it should be.
1: Have you ever made somebody cry? You know, you got to snap their neck and they just start crying like out of fear or I don't know. Or maybe (laughs) you you can't even answer this. I don't know. I feel
0: (laughs) like we're roasting you. I'm so (laughs) (laughs) sorry. This is just, it's so much fun to talk about. This
2: isn't, I'm not, I'm just curious. (laughs) No, no. this is what the profession needs. And I will honestly joke with people all the time about like, Hey, here's, here's probably your fears about chiropractic. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone kind of has that. Can we talk about this? Is this Okay. So I don't think I've ever made anyone cry. I've definitely had people nervous and very anxious and kind of like it almost takes a couple of visits for them to get kind of comfortable. And I'll have to pretend to adjust them like, okay, see how this feels. And I have to do Jedi mind tricks and say, "Okay, wiggle your left big toe. And the moment I see their brain turn off, I can quickly adjust because I know they will have relaxed enough.
0: <laughs> it sounds like you either have kids or you'd be a great dad because that's, that's like the perfect way to deal with adult children, you know?
2: <laughs> the the funniest thing I get is just expletives sworn into my table. People just, holy ma! Sometimes they'll just be so caught off guard and then they apologize to me. I'm like, hey, I don't care at all. You can say it all day. <laughs> You're like, that's, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. I've, I've definitely had more people fart on me Thing. I was curious. I was yeah.
1: curious. I, was curious. <laughs> I just didn't want to say that because I felt like I've already been so, asking all the questions. It's
0: so hard no. to be a patient and just be like, okay, I need to like relax right now. I'm on the table, <laughs> but I have to fart. And if you hold in your fart, you're no, you're not going to get a good correction. Honestly,
2: you know, you're exact, you are exactly right. I will joke with people on their first visit if I can tell that they're they're the kind of patient that needs some extra help. I'll joke with them a lot and say, hey you have total permission to fart on me. I charge extra, but it's okay. So make it, make, make it worth it. And we're all right. And people I do. love
0: that. <laughs> no, no chiropractor has ever said that to me.
2: Like, you
0: know, no, it's so important. I think that because- was
2: opening up my off. Oh, sorry.
0: Oh, that's all. I'm just saying, cause it's hard to be the patient for okay. in that
2: situation often. But go ahead. I think that's one of the cool things I have a perspective of is I never was a chiropractor. I was never a patient. So when I opened my office, I worked very hard to make it what I would have wanted as a patient. And so there's not boring medicals and and there's this is no attack on any chiropractor that does have this stuff, but I just very much aligned with I have to be comfortable in this too. And I want my patients to feel at home. So there's pictures of me and my wife and my interests and there's fun anatomy posters. There's not the boring sterile I I don't wear a white lab coat. You know, what what you see is what I wore today. You know, um there's fun Disney music that plays. We have Disney Plus Friday on the TVs. And so it's it's a very real accepting be a comfortable office. And I think for a lot of people that's what they're wanting is a very at-home peaceful experience.
1: Oh yeah. I love it. What uh? What advice would you give somebody, like say they're opening a new business, like let's talk business here, not chiropractic. Oh, yeah. They've never opened a business. What advice would you give somebody that's just starting out? One or two pieces. Doesn't really matter.
2: I think branding. They have to know what their brand is regardless of the product and how they're going to distinguish themselves. And you so- just won the
0: Brownie Points Award for Chrissy. <laughs> From Chrissy. <laughs>
2: <Awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think having a strong brand mission vision, not like I have a mission statement, like a business plan, but here's what I want to embody both through my product and service as well as for my name. So I'm sure you've seen, I do a lot of stuff in the business community that is really not chiropractic related. I spend a lot of time doing other things because my brand is being a part of the community that I practice in, which means I go pick up trash with the service project groups. It's not chiropractic at all, but I believe in being a part of that community. And so that's the stuff that I do to help with that. So I think that is one is build your brand and be where you be a part of where you want to be. If it's a local business, I guess, if you're an e-commerce, it's different, but.
1: I'm glad you said that because that was actually one thing I was thinking about before we did this interview. Is I'm like, Matt is always like on Instagram. I'm seeing his Instagram <laughs> posts, you like connecting with these other uh social media people online. I mean, even that movie night that you did for for like your customers down at the yeah. movie theater. I mean
0: we're always it, talking about the cool stuff we see you do. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I appreciate it, that. It's it and, is really neat. And even your logo,
1: right? Your even your logo for for elevation there is um uh, is it's on point, man. Like it's not just some dumb chiropractor.
2: <laughs> I know that, that sounds like, no, that's <laughs> okay. No, I love that is, it. And that's how you have to think. I mean, yeah. there's a billion chiropractors in Salt Lake. There's a ton of great chiropractors in Salt Lake. Why me? So I have to work hard to stand out and to attract the people that I want. And I am totally fine that I am not the right fit for a lot of people. That's great. I'm happy to refer. I'm happy if what I post doesn't maybe resonate with them. You know, I don't, I, I don't get polarizing, but I also respect if other people do things differently. Um, but yeah, honestly, people sometimes will joke and say like, so when do you do your chiropractic stuff? Because you're doing stuff with the city or with your B&I or these other groups. When do you grow your business? I'm like, this is growing my business. This is the I mean, heck, you know, Chris, you and I met like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And now we're having this because it, it worked out right. Like Exactly. Some of these relationships and these bonds, they take time. And I have people that come in that say, I've watched you for two years on Instagram. It was never right. Now it is. You stand for what I want. Let's see what you can do
1: for me. So would you say a lot of your growth has been because of social media?
2: Tons. Yeah. Yes. Being present, being visible. Where do we spend our time? It's on social media.
0: And and that's the thing is like, we're we're just going to keep going that way. So it's really good that you're you're seeing that because like our age, our generation, the people a little bit below us, we're not going to look up a phone book. We're not really going to Google unless we need to. We're not going to go drive down the street and look for an office,
2: you know? Yep. Very, very rarely. I actually just put some signage up. I have one little banner, but I was like, I really have no, I have no roadside signage even because we don't really drive by a place anymore. And, Let's do business with them we usually want to go vet them a little bit i know i do if i ever have an interest i go on social media facebook instagram and then google reviews and read about them yeah
1: usually ask your friends hey does anybody have a good chiropractor they recommend blah 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 and then they will recommend they had a good experience or this guy had big paul Bunyan hands and And that's
0: what's so interesting (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's what's so interesting about like um I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, you're oh. fine.
1: You're fine. Anyway, keep going. You were gonna say something, Matt.
2: It's a different way to grow a business. It is definitely in in some ways it is slower. I mean, I'm not doing some of the things that typical chiropractors do. I'm not at all the fairs in the farmers markets with booths and stuff, but that's also because for me, that's the booth I avoid at the farmers market. Me you know, sure. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. have <laughs> I don't want to have a Exactly. And yeah. I, I would do them in my first year and I hated it. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm standing here sweating in the sun next to the tomato cart. No one wants to talk to me about their headaches. They're going right past me to the beef jerky guy. And so I've moved away and it's very much relationship-based marketing, relationship-based patient acquisition. And it's a little slower, but they're stronger and it builds very well. So
1: I love it. Let's talk, uh, let's talk Salt Lake City. We have some Salt Lake City related questions. Matt, you, if you've listened to any of the shows, you know, we ask these three questions on every show. Yeah. We, we need like a little, some music. We painting,
0: really do. You know? I, I would have jingles for every part of this show if I could. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: you have family and friends. They come in from out of town, you know, maybe from, from, uh, Oregon or Florida and they want to, they want to see Salt Lake City. They're like, Matt, show me around, take me for a drive. Where do you take people? I mean, some people the mountains, some people buildings, some people camping. What what's the mat tour?
2: So if they want the Salt Lake experience, they've never been here, they might never come here again. Uh they're they're gonna see Temple Square, because that's just the epicenter uniqueness you of do town. Yeah. You gotta check that off. If they're a little more open, we're gonna go to the Gilgal Gardens and the uh Temple Square, Park City. I mean, it's it's a little basic, I know. But it's just so beautiful. And I know it smells, but going out, going out to the Salt Lake, that's just a cool experience. You got to go walk in the wet muck and experience that if you want to see what the salt's all about. Um, no, I, I'm – yeah.
1: I'm right there with you, man.
0: You got to get the basics down, right? I mean, you can't come to Utah and not visit the big pieces too.
2: It is, you know? Yeah. And, and Temple Square now that's closed, I mean – Okay, now now we'll have to get a little more more creative. There's a lot of other hidden gems that are fun to see. That, that pyramid, that Gilgal Garden, th- those are unique, but kind of cool. Yeah. Um, also, anything up above the city, the Enzyme Peak is so pretty, and it's such a great Huygen view of Salt Lake. I've always thought that our city is the most gorgeous layout right at the base of the mountains. I mean, anything that has a view, I am showing people.
1: When I love the look of the grid too, especially like when you can see it with a with a view and just the straight lines and stuff. I don't know. I yeah, there's it. something there's about something, it. There's something
2: I dig about it. It is. I, I remember as a young kid flying into Salt Lake from Oregon, and I love flying in at night and just seeing the just exactly seeing that Salt Lake grid. I don't mm-hmm. know why I loved it. It just touched me. What about some favorite
1: local eating spots, man? One or two favorite places? I know you got one or two.
2: We love the Bohemian. Okay. That's yeah. One of our favorite places is the Bohemian. If we want to drink, we're going to Thirst. You had Ethan on. Thirst yeah. is a fun one. Uh, and then probably picking a jelly jar. That's a fun one, too. Very good. Solid choice. I,
1: I would go out to lunch with you, man. No. Actually, okay.
2: we, we, we did go out
1: to lunch. Then. We, yes, it. we did. We did.
2: We lunch some great salads.
1: Um,. What it, what it, would you change anything about Salt Lake City if you could change one or two things? Like, let's say you woke up. I mean, obviously, this is all pre-COVID. You know, obviously, things are kind of <laughs> sure. weird right now. Like, But if, if Salt Lake City was the way it was a few months ago.
2: Oh, I, there's a lot of directions you could go with this, right? You know, to get into the political, cultural side of it. I
1: <laughs> We've had every answer that we've had. Some people say they wouldn't change anything.
2: I love the direction of Salt Lake City a ton. I would just be more vocal and pushing people to see that direction that we're headed, you know, being of Utah, but growing up outside of Utah. I have a unique perspective, I think, living here now. And so I would just like to see us working harder at kind of all that stuff to be more open. And I can still you know, have my different values and beliefs and be so much more open and accepting of others. Because that's the thing that holds our city back. Whether you talk about the NBA, I mean, the all-star game didn't want to come here because they had fear of the conservative closed business side of it. And you think, well, for our city to grow, we can't have a reputation like that. We have to be a place that can host events and, and those conventions, etc. So that's probably what I would change about Salt Lake is just kind of letting that growth take place and develop more and more and be more vocal about it and telling people, yeah, you can be who you want to be here. And I love it. That is that.
0: amazing. Yeah, that's
1: really uh, you know, insightful. That Actually, I don't know if anyone's ever, ever responded that no way. No one ever has make that, responded like, the that main... way intro or something to this podcast, man. It's incredible. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. Before, before, as we, well, as we kind of wrap this up and before we completely wind this down, is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't talk about? I kind of like to try to open it up to just make sure, you know, why we're still recording and everything. If there's anything you want to promote, this episode will actually be the next episode up. It'll be going up late Sunday night. So be pretty quick here.
2: You know, I, I had talked about, or I had written down, you know, life events, I think this podcast, so I, I. Uh, this is my cheesy thank you. I think this is, this is something that I tell people about. If they want to learn about Salt Lake City, I tell them, you got to get on the I'm Salt Lake podcast because it has its finger on the pulse of the city and it talks with businesses and business owners and people, you know, kind of like I posted on Facebook today, tons of content, varied content, different opinions, all sides of the, of the different spectrums. I just appreciate being able to be included and to be a part of the I'm Salt Lake tapestry because Salt Lake is growing a lot. And I think things like this help spread that message. And so I got to share what I do and how I do it. And I I appreciate you, you know, letting me be a part of that community.
1: Thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for the kind words and your support. I mean, you're you're one of our I Am Salt Lake supporters, man. Like, seriously, like... That, that means a lot to us, that you support us. Yeah, you know? so
0: anyone who's listening, go to our website, check out our supporters, <laughs> and visit his website, yeah. Elevation Chiro- This yeah. is my shout-out for you, Elevation Chiropractic Center.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. You <laughs> didn't ask for it. <laughs> I was fist-pumping, hollering when I got your email or Facebook message, Chris, a couple weeks ago, inviting me to be on the podcast. I was, Maddie, I, yes! You know, I, I, I was on cloud nine, so it means a lot Aww. to me. Oh man,
1: you, did, so you made, awesome. you made my night, man. Thank you for sharing that with me. Seriously, seriously. So thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. And, and I, I tell everybody that comes on here, let's catch up down the road, man. Let's, let's, Definitely. uh, you know, a year or two down the road, let's catch up and see where Matt's at. See, I was chiropractic oh, business. Plan, so what, I, I mean, a, anything you care to share or, or let's maybe, maybe let's just catch up in a year or
2: what? I, I have a vision of a holistic wellness co-op kind of a facility, you know? Ooh. So I have some ideas and a few few people that are kind of interested as well.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I need to hook you up with some people. I yeah. mean, with people who might also be interested.
1: <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody that comes through here, Matt. I'm going to let her ask that. Thank you again for coming and doing the show. Take it away, Chrissy.
0: All right. No pressure here. But if you could leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by,
2: what would it be? Life should be lived, not endured. So if there are things that are holding you back, find a way to offload that, whatever kind of stressor that is. And you need to live life to the fullest and get the most enjoyment out of it.
0: All right. Thank you again to Matt Jackson for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast podcast website. Which is at Iamsaltlake.com slash four thirty-eight.
1: All right. We have weekly recommendations, Chrissy. Weekly recommendations. We Some, do, we do. And I know you have a good one. You have a yummy one.
0: I'm really hungry right now because I looked him back up.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, where was that really good place that you ate at earlier this week? That's who you oh, should recommend. So you was pulled
0: them up. Inspirational Vessel
1: Kitchen. What was the food? Remind me.
0: Oh man, it's like a it's it's interesting. You get like um like a meal. And you can pick, you know, a meat and then two sides. And so I think I got um, pulled pork and beets and uh, 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 what are they called? Brussels sprouts.
1: And you get it delivered right here to the house. And I just got
0: it delivered here to the house. And it's like an amazing price for such a good meal. The Vessel. Vessel Kitchen.
1: V-E-S-S-E-L. Okay.
0: I believe they're originally from Park City and they have a couple of locations out here, but oh my gosh. Do yourself a favor and get some.
1: All right. My weekly recommendation, let's step it up and wear a
0: face mask this week, guys. That's a good recommendation. I've been grateful for mine. Uh, You know who I'm
1: talking to. (laughs) You're listening. You're hearing it. You're guilty. Put on the face mask. That's my recommendation for the week.
0: Oh, I love it. Before we leave, I want to remind you that you can always access our entire back catalog of podcast episodes. They're all at IamSaltLake.com. You can just head over there, search. There's a search bar. You can look through the categories. Check them out, and you can share your favorite episodes with your family and friends really easily. So, IamSaltLake.com.
1: You all have a great week. Get out and enjoy Salt Lake City this week. It's going to be beautiful out there. Support local, please, right now. They need it. And we're going to see you next week on the next episode of I
0: Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.